Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Hey, what's up? Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar is our producer today. Uh, we have got a jam-packed program for you today. A lot of really, really good guests. We'll work in your emails and phone calls around our guest list today. Don't forget, tomorrow, an abbreviated show, we'll have the Rays and the Mets for you at 1230. Well, also tomorrow, Gator Baseball travels to face the Kentucky Wildcats, the final SEC series of the year for both teams, and the radio play-by-play voice of the Cats, Darren Hedrick now joins us. Hey, Darren, how you doing? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. I'm great. I hope everybody's uh, doing well down there in Gainesville. I understand there's a big series this week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you are understanding correctly, sir. Uh, l- l- let me ask about uh, before the season started. Is it fair to – was there from the fan base or whomever pressure on, on Nick coming into this year? Is that a fair statement? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're talking about a program that had been oh so close in the last couple of years, but had just not been able to to get over that hump and get back into an NCAA tournament. And so, you know, uh, it was one of those things where they'd go into the SEC tournament and they would need to win a few games, and it just felt like every year they would come up a game short here or there in the committee's eyes. And so they really put a focus this off season on. Uh, trying to put together a schedule that would help their RPI and their strength of schedule and also prepare them for the SEC. And they've done that. They've put in the work, and now we're seeing the payoff uh, for the Wildcats. But, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of pressure in this program, a lot of guys that were wanting to win and get this thing turned around. And to this point, they've done that. You know, to look at the games in the SEC, Kentucky's kind of done it the old-fashioned way, not, not hitting a lot of home runs, but getting the job done, what, what's been their M.O. offensively this year? Well, it, it's just been going back. Everybody wants to talk about the small ball game, but really it's the run game that I think has been the difference. And, yes, Kentucky leads the league with 50 uh, sacrifice bunts, but they've also been able to bunt for hits. They use that small ball game that you just don't see uh, much in the league anymore, and teams are having to prepare for it. Uh, Coach Mingione kind of likens it to – uh, the turbo offenses we're seeing in football, trying to speed up defenses and force them into mistakes. But I also feel like sometimes you could compare it to those old triple option offenses. Just because you don't see it in the SEC much anymore, teams are having to prepare for it, and there's so many different avenues and intricacies that you can't always prepare for everything. But the stolen base numbers are way up. The bunt game is there, and this team does have some sneaky good power. They homered eight times against Tennessee last weekend, so uh, they've just put together a well-rounded offense. Pitching stamp, uh, pitching wise, from that standpoint, what do you see? You know, I think it's a veteran staff. They've got a lot of arms, like uh, Darren Williams, who's in his seventh year pitching. Um, Logan Martin, who's a senior transfer from a Division three school. They've just got a lot of experience and a lot of talent on these. Uh, on these arms and, and the back end of the bullpen, and that's really paid off for them because they know what to expect in this league. Um, from a fan standpoint, ha- has the attendance been good? Have have Kentucky fans rallied behind this team? 
Yeah, you know, the attendance has been really good this year. Now, the weather, as you might expect in Kentucky early in the spring, isn't always <laughs> the best for baseball. You know, if you come up here in February, early March, it's going to be cold and sometimes a little wet. But uh, the fans have turned out this year. We, we've had uh, some record numbers, including the Louisville game a couple of weeks ago. It was the record attendance. So the, the fan base has really responded to this team. Darren, I'm going to ask this from a, a Gator fan perspective here. Florida's pretty much used the same three guys pitching-wise on an SEC weekend. Has that been the case with the Wildcats? Yeah, I think this time of year you see pitching staff sort of like basketball rotations. They get shortened up pretty uh, pretty significantly. And, and we've seen Kentucky go to a lot of the same arms uh, here and there over the last couple of weeks deal with bumps and bruises as every pitching staff goes through this time of year and that's kind of affected their rotation a little bit but uh you know what i would expect the, the usual suspects when it comes to kentucky starting rotation and if they've got a lead late you can usually expect to see seth chavez mason moore and and guys like that so the good news for kentucky is they're getting healthy on that pitching staff and they may have the most options that they've had this spring when uh when Florida comes to town this weekend. What kind of a guy? I've had Coach Mangione on a couple of times, uh, talked to him a couple of times here, but not at great length. What kind of a guy is he? What is he doing uh, in terms of making this Kentucky program successful? Uh, he's a terrific guy. I enjoy working with him so much. And, and, you know, he's a guy that cares about this program and this state and very uh, intense and, you know, that's the thing I love about him is he is uh, he's very aggressive. He loves coaching third base because he's engaged with the team and the offense. But he's very aggressive, and he's always going to tell his guys to err on the side of being aggressive. He talks about playing with uh, brains and guts, and that's where you want to play intelligent, but you want to play with fearlessness and be aggressive, and, and that's what they do. And, and this team really reflects his personality, and I think that's part of the reason why they've been so fun to watch. Darren, let me end with this. Um, w- when you look at our league, and you know it's even the bottom teams can beat you, but isn't it amazing that the last two national champions, uh, Ole Miss isn't going to go to the tournament, Mississippi State isn't <laughs> likely to go to the tournament. Isn't that just an amazing statistic? I, I don't think anybody would have thought that going into this year, but that's what you got. I, I, you're exactly right. This year in the SEC has just amazed me, and it's it's incredible to think that we may have an SEC tournament without the two Mississippi schools, and the fact that they are both the last two national champions just shows how incredibly tough and how incredibly deep this league is. And you look at the top of the standings, like we know how good Florida is. Kentucky's already played Bandy. Uh, they've played LSU. Nobody seems to be talking about the Arkansas team that's at the very top of the standings right now. They may be playing some of the best baseball of anybody. So it really is just you go down the list and you're like, this team's really good. This team is scary. Man, this team's got some elite talent. (laughs) And that's what makes this league so much fun. It does. Well, Cats and the Gators again tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday from Lexington. And Darren Hedrick will have the call for the Wildcats. Always appreciate you, Darren. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, and we'll see you guys up here in Lexington this weekend. Thank you, sir. Darren Hedrick, uh, talking Kentucky baseball, give you a quick little uh, thumbnail sketch of the Wildcats. Today on the program, if all goes according to Hoyle here, 
Um, I get asked this sometimes if I go to a Gator club or, uh, you know, I'm in front of a civic group or whatever. Um, I get asked about, you know, the guests and, you know, how I get them and all that. There are some days when I try like crazy to get a guest to come on and for whatever the reason it doesn't work out. And then there are days like this when everything just kind of falls into place. If everything goes uh, the way we plan it today, uh, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will talk some college football with us. Allison Posey, uh, who works up in Tallahassee and television up there, one of our Gator grads, a lot of noise is being made from the ACC spring meetings about, you know, there's all this stuff. And, it, and this is what amazes me about media now. Where Florida State would land if they leave the ACC. They're not going anywhere. We'll talk to her about that. Also, Dick Girardi is going to be here to preview the Preakness. Kim Souter, Long Beach State softball coach, will join us. That's one of the teams Florida plays in their regional. And uh, we're going to have some other guests, too. So we're going to work around those guests. If you want to get a call in today, you can certainly do that. But that is what uh, our guest uh, list looks like today. Tomorrow, uh, again, an abbreviated show we hope to have uh, Loyola Marymount softball coach talk to you about her team. Um, and then uh, hopefully we'll get Stanford. Uh, we tried getting Tim Walton before they left, but we couldn't get him. So uh, we'll get all the other coaches, uh, hopefully, to tell you about their teams. Twelve twelve time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. The Tampa Bay Rays continue their three-game series with the New York Mets tonight. Josh Fleming will start on the mound for the Rays as Tampa looks to take the series. Coverage of the game starts right here at 6.30. In the NBA, the Miami Heat play in Boston tonight as the Eastern Conference Finals tip off. Jimmy Butler will look to continue his dominant playoff run and build a 1-0 series lead on the Celtics. The game is set to begin at 8.30. Florida baseball will be back in action tomorrow night as they're set to take on Kentucky in Lexington. The Gators currently sit at 40-12. However, they're 9-6 on the road. Game time is set for 6.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The people at Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, have been in business for over 40 years. It's been family-owned and operated. The Cousins family began that business, and from day one of opening their doors, they have provided you with the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best and late-model low-mileage vehicles. What's impressed me about them, well, a lot of things. I've been a Southeast Car Agency customer for years, but they do a really good job of getting a wide variety of vehicles to their place of business. It gives you the best selection, the best choice that you make for the vehicle that you want to purchase at the price point you want to spend. Their sales staff is there to answer any questions, and you can go online at secars.com to check out the vehicles that way as well. When you go see them, make sure and tell them, you know, Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. 
powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. It's awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time. But it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. When planning your summer vacation, pick a destination close to where you live to limit the impact of fuel to get there. There might even be areas of your own city you want to explore in depth. And if you're planning to go camping, learn how to have a leave-no-trace trip so you can leave the campsite the same way or even cleaner than you found it. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
Welcome back to Sports Scene. Going to bring in Max Chadwick now from Pro Football Focus. Talk a little college football. Max, I always appreciate you being here. And I've got some sort of global things in college football to ask about. The, the ACC meetings are going on now, and it's just maybe I'm the one that's wrong. But it's laughable to me when I see all these articles about where Clemson would go if they leave the ACC or where Florida State would go if they leave the ACC. They're not going anywhere. But my question to you is, their gripes about money and that rights deal, they're legit from their point of view. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you look at what the Big Ten is getting right now. They just got a big deal with NBC, CBS, and Fox worth more than $7 billion. Uh, SEC deal with ESPN worth $3 billion. Uh, so, yeah, it, I, I definitely see where they're coming from. And, Steve, it seems like you know we're, we're heading into an era where it's becoming like kind of like two super conferences almost in the SEC and the Big Ten, obviously with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, uh, USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten. Other schools obviously looking at joining those two conferences too. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're all kind of in a mad dash right now saying, hey, we got to secure our spot in one of those two conferences uh, before we're left behind. Um, so are you saying maybe that the ACC wouldn't exist anymore? No, I don't think it'll be that uh, drastic. But I do think that there are schools like the powerhouses like Clemson and Florida State could be looking at it and saying, you know what, uh, you know, we could take our, our teams to the SEC. We'll be uh, playing against, obviously, a, a much better schedule than what the ACC currently has for them. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely some schools that – uh, we'll be looking at that and, and you know, saying, hey, we, we, we should probably secure our spot in one of these two conferences. I, I think it's more about just money than, than what it is right now. I really think it's them seeing the writing on the wall with all these other schools leaving uh, and saying we probably should be doing the same thing. But I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's such a fluid situation, so we'll see what happens. And then the other thing that's looming out there is the potential Pac-12 deal. If they can get a deal that even would be – you know, good enough to if they lose teams via attrition, is the deal good enough to attract teams to that conference? In, in your crystal ball, where do you see the Pac-12 now? Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 obviously lose two massive brands, two of your biggest brands in U- USC and UCLA. Like I said, in a, in a year or two, so uh, yeah, the Pac-12. I mean, they need to begin adding some big-time schools right now. The Big 12 is already doing that. The Big 12, after losing Texas and Oklahoma, they responded by adding UCF, Houston, uh, BYU. And, you know, so they, 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 the Big 12 is at least doing that. Pac-12, I think, should be doing the same thing. Uh, and maybe looking at some of the, the West Coast schools, like maybe a San Diego State, which has been really good recently, uh, bringing them in from the Mountain West. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the Pac-12 is should be having more of a mindset that the Big 12 has and, and bringing in more schools to – help with the loss of two of their biggest brands in USC and UCLA. The SEC spring meetings will soon be happening, Max, and there is a debate uh, even among the SEC schools. uh, Should they go to an eight-game SEC schedule? Should they go to a nine-game SEC schedule? Uh, I think it's going to be nine when all is said and done. And your crystal ball, what do you see? Yeah, I think think nine – Definitely makes a lot of sense, and you know it's great. It would be cool to see a nine-game SEC schedule. Uh, obviously, the best conference in America. You like to see 
Uh, they've been play each other as many times as possible. So instead of playing, you know, the Austin Peas of the world or, or something like that uh, with a cupcake game. So, yeah, I think a nine-game schedule definitely makes a lot of sense. And I think ultimately that's probably what will end up happening uh, when the, the meetings kick off. Um, in, your, in the future here, um, there's something at Texas Tech called the Matador Club. It's a Texas Tech alumni, NIL, and they announced they'd be signing the entire Texas Tech baseball team to five-figure, five-figure NIL deals, the third uh, team-wide NIL deal they've done. Is this just the tip of the iceberg? Yeah, I think it's definitely the, the tip of the iceberg. I think more schools will be ending, entering into this kind of collective uh, kind of thing where uh, it is kind of the wild, wild west right now in terms of NIL. So uh, you look at that and, you know, there are, uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of kids that are being left behind in, in terms of NIL. Um, you know, obviously the, the superstars like Caleb Williams will be just fine, but, you know, some some guys uh, also would like to be making some money. So, yeah, I think the collective is probably a way a lot of teams are going to end up going um, so it's becoming, you know, college sports are becoming more and more like professional sports with each passing day in this NIL era. Uh, but yeah, I think the collective is, is probably something that's going to be very common in, in the near future. Let me end with this, Max. Um, if the, if your, uh, thought process comes uh, to fruition and there are two super conferences in college football, in your opinion, is that good for the sport? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I, it is tough. I, I, I think there are definitely I, – I don't want to be, you know, a politician here and play both sides, but I do think there are serious strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, it's going to be awesome seeing Texas playing Alabama almost every year. It's going to be awesome seeing Oklahoma do the same. But also, it stinks that, you, you know, you lose the, the five different conferences and all that. So, you know, as we head into this new era of college football, we're expanding the playoff very, very soon, too. That's going to be, in my opinion, that's going to be very interesting and in, in seeing what to do. If there is auto bids in that playoff, and you say, okay, wait, the Pac-12 gets an auto bid, even though they lost all these teams? How is that fair when maybe the SEC has four schools that are better than the best Pac-12 school? So I, I'm interested in that when we finally go to the expanded playoff. But, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's good for the sport. I don't think it, it might be good for the sport, but uh, – it seems the way we're going right now. So even if you don't like it, you probably should get used to it. Um, you guys rate players. And I had a, a guy, uh, Patrick, email me something. I'm not sure you can answer this, Max, but I'm going to throw it at you. I'm I'll put you on the spot here. But if you can, I certainly understand because I can't answer it. He says, mm-hmm. uh, what's the biggest difference between a four and a five-star rating? Yeah, so the uh, the five star rating for sure is obviously the top, the best of the best, and uh, you know all the time we hear stars don't matter, stars don't matter, stars don't matter. They they kind of do matter. They really do. And, and you know there's actually been studies done very recently about the uh, success rate of five stars when it comes to the NFL, and it's obviously a lot higher than what four stars and a lot higher than what three stars are. So five stars. The, uh, and I like On3 Sports the best. They, in their industry rating, they combine all the major recruiting services, On3, 24-7, ESPN, and Rivals into one ranking. The top 32 players in the country receive five stars. Basically, think about it as 
college football's version of first-round picks, basically, or what five-star recruits are. So you look back at it, I mean, you know, there obviously are some busts and some guys who just don't work out because it's impossible to, to get every single 18-year-old kid correct. But you see guys like Bryce Young be the first overall pick, and he was the number two recruit coming out of his class. You see a ton of other guys as five-star recruits. So it's not a perfect process. It will never be a perfect process. But as time goes on, it's becoming more and more accurate. So in my opinion, stars do matter. Um, And, yeah, the biggest thing between five-stars and four-stars is the top 32 players are five-stars. Four-stars, I believe, like, you extend out to, like, the top, you know, 33 to, like, 300 or so. Uh, so there's a way wider range of four stars than there are with five stars. All right. Where can people see your work and what's going on with Pro Football Focus? Yeah, you can see my work at PFF.com. We're doing a lot of uh, really, really cool interviews soon. And, and those interviews, not only will they live as feature articles on PFF.com, I'll actually have a podcast called Preferred Walk-On that you can find on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. I'm putting every single interview I've done there, too. I've interviewed Caleb Williams, uh, Jordan Travis. I've interviewed a ton of other guys too so i'm really excited about that so yeah go check out preferred walk on uh on youtube yeah it sounds good like good stuff max uh thanks for your time appreciate you being here thanks so much steve i appreciate you yep thanks max he does a good job max max chadwick covering college football for pro football focus Twelve twenty-seven. time check brought to you by hey shillery espn 98 1 fm 850 a.m wruf anchor in the soul of gator nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. From scenic lakes and rivers to picturesque bays, Florida has many beautiful waterways that are perfect for exploring by canoe. But even when paddling on calm water, it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Be sure you're physically ready for the effort and always wear your life jacket. Before you go, know your limits. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. 
You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit RadiantCU.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Frankie Lane here from Lane Yardware in Williston. I'm no scientist, but it seems to be the normal weather here in North Central Florida. Hot, sunny days and rain is definitely making our grass grow fast. At Lane Yardware, it's our goal to keep America looking great, one yard at a time. We'll help you keep that woke grass in check with an American-made Gravely Zero-Turn Mower. And we always offer discounts for all military veterans. Lane Yardware in downtown Williston and on the web at lanejardware.com. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, a mix of sun and clouds, hot and humid yet again. Highs in the upper 80s, heat indices in the lower 90s. Sea breeze showers should start off near the nature coast. And again, like yesterday, they'll move inland and east toward the Atlantic coast throughout the evening. A few more storms compared to yesterday. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning. Lows in the upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Jokic, he's proving to be the best player in basketball. He's still trying to win the crown. I'm not going to give that to him because it's still steps until Jokic takes it from the mantle, but it's moving towards that direction. You can mark this down, and you can fight me back in five years if you think I'm wrong. That's the best one-man offense in the game of basketball today. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. We have an open segment now, if you want to call and talk a little sports. I mentioned about what the uh, Matador Club at Texas Tech has done. They signed, the or they are, they're offering the entire Texas Tech baseball team five-figure NIL deals. The entire team. They signed the entire football team, softball team, and other athletes uh, from other sports as well. So my question is going to be, okay, I'm at Texas Tech and I'm offering this deal to a baseball player and I want to go to Florida or whatever school and that school doesn't offer it, could you lose a recruit because of that? This, this is what's next 
in my opinion, when it comes to these deals. Okay? And as we've seen, these deals are not cheap. Not cheap. Patrick says, do you think Kyle Trask will get a legit chance to start? Yes, I do. I mean, they, they got Baker Mayfield for a reason, though, uh, which is one of two things. Keep Kyle Trask honest. In other words, if you think within the organization he's going to be your starter, you do need a backup that's got NFL experience in case he's hurt or whatever. And the other thing is, if you don't think Kyle Trask is 100% going to be your starter, well, then you need to have a veteran that could be. So there you are. Nothing. Nothing today. It's one of the reasons why I get guests, because this is the time of the year, because everything's going okay. Baseball's okay. Softball's okay. It's too early for football. I do want to get your thoughts, though, on this. I shouldn't say nonsense, but I, I just don't understand where people are coming from when it has to do with the ACC meetings and, and, and you know, Clemson leaving the league. I just don't see that. Who knows? Because we have certainly, you know, seen some things. By the way, I don't know if you saw this after our discussion yesterday. Uh, John Morant uh, and that whole thing. The NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, said he was shocked at uh, what he saw from the surf- from the video that surfaced over the weekend. Um, he said, I'm assuming the worst. And then Morant, through his uh, representatives, said, I know I've disappointed a lot of people who supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. We'll see what happens. All right, let's go to the Clear Sound Audiology phone lines. That is where Matthew is. Matthew, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, I just wanted to get your opinion on where you would sit as uh, Sully is uh, going into the SEC tournament. Let's say, you know, Kentucky win two out of those games and, and win that series. Would would you look at, I know you were talking a little bit yesterday, as, as getting some rest for those top three pitchers going in, or are you kind of the mindset we don't want to give those starting pitchers a full two weeks off and then have to throw them out there in regionals? Um, if it were me, and it's not, but if it were me, um, I, I think you look at it, each individual pitcher and you say to them, you need time off? Because you can still throw bullpens. You know, you can still do your side work, right? Right. Or do you put them on a pitch count? Um, yeah. For example, let's say that Florida knows it's pretty much knows its fate, either a regional or a super regional. So going to the SEC tournament isn't that big a deal in terms of winning it. So then you say, okay, look, I'm going to put you out there for 50 pitches. Like throwing a bullpen, right? Your bullpen session will be your start, and we'll get you to 50 pitches and get you out of there. That, that's how 
I would handle it um, because I don't think Florida, unless something drastic happens, needs to have them go out there because I think their 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 position is pretty solidified, at least for a regional. Right. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think it's exactly how I would do it because I think you have to look at the end goal. To me, the end goal isn't to win the SEC tournament. It's to get to Omaha, and so I think that keeps that uh, in check. So thank you. Yep, thank you. Uh, cheese, hello. Hey, when is the Newberry uh, baseball game? Today, I think. I don't know what time it is, though. Oh, okay. It is today. I was hoping it was today. Okay. All right, Steve. Thank okay. You, sir. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Rit, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll bite on your uh, Clemson question. Um, let, let's say, you know, for argument's sake, you're wrong, and the ACC decides to, I don't know, preemptively, or not the ACC, but these teams decide to preemptively go ahead and, and look to, to move Clemson, Florida State. Is, is there a scenario, or is, is there too much at one time for the SEC, I guess what I'm asking is if Florida State and Clemson decide to bail, but also like North Carolina and Virginia Tech, and they all want to come to the SEC, is 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 there a point where it's too much, the SEC gets too big too quick? Mm, could. Oh, by the way, to the previous caller, I, I, I think I'm right in this. It was 10 this morning for Newberry, I think. Um, but I'll, I'll try to double-check that. Uh, yeah, I think the issue, if that were to happen, Rit, if super conferences did happen, I, I think there's a lot of issues you have to work through. How are you going to schedule? Are you right. going to go to divisions? Uh, you know, all of that. And I do think, I am one of those who thinks that eventually there will be super conferences. And I don't know yeah, if that's good for the sport or not, but it seems to be, you know, the direction that we're heading. But I mean, can you get too big too fast and and sort of get you know have some details get lost perhaps? But that's why you have you know, a, a Greg Sankey. That's why you have a commissioner that you hope can navigate all that if in fact it does happen. You, you know, it's it's funny, Mitch, I agree with you that there's going to be super conferences, but it almost feels like inevitably it'll come full circle because 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, you know, you've got these super conferences, but then we want to expand this super conference. So then they bring in those teams that before were too small or didn't make the cut and then so on and so forth, so forth and it will continue to expand until we're back to square one. Uh, but just my thoughts. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, 3928255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, somebody just emailed me and said that Newberry beat Chipley today uh, in that semifinal game 3-1. to one. I don't know if that's true. That's just an email that I got. Uh, and if that's true, um, really, really glad for Newberry because uh, I used to coach there in baseball back in the day. Um, we only got as far as a district championship in a couple of years there, but um, always a little special place in my heart at Newberry. Uh, Jeff, hello. Hey, uh, uh, Steve, how you doing? Good. Uh, 
couple quick things. And I, I was in, in Jacksonville yesterday, and I read an article about this ACC business, and I, I don't remember the details of the article, but at least four of the schools inquired about breaking out of some long-term media contract. Yes, Florida, uh, a grant so of rights was, deal, yes. Yeah, so I, I, so I think the speculation is maybe not as mindless, but it's driven by speculating or why are they asking that. I'm thinking it's just to try to get a better deal, but some people might be saying they might be looking for greener grass. I don't know. No, maybe no, I, I can answer that without question. I can answer that for you, Jeff. Yeah. There, the, the FSU athletic director has been the most outspoken about this. But their grant of rights deal, I think, is through something like 2036 or some ridiculous length of time. And it it doesn't come up to the financial standard that, for example, the SEC does. So their fear is we're going to be lagging behind monetarily. We can't make the revenue that the SEC, for example, makes. So how can we compete? How do you expect us to compete against a league like that? So, you know, is it in a room where they met? I mean, could they have bounced around, you know, could we leave the ACC? I think that's a last resort. I think what they're looking for is a way to either renegotiate. And the latest thing I've seen is they want to make it where it's, it's based on how well you do competitively. In other words, if you if you're better in the ACC, you make more money than you don't than you do if you're not. That's the latest thing yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Now going to the NIL, you know the biggest irony of this whole situation is if the universities instead of with all this blah 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 student athlete, uh, you know, hiding behind that for years, if they would have recognized years ago athletes student athletes as employees just like grad students or research assistants or a student assistant is who's an undergrad as an employee who gets taxes taken out and they have firing and hiring leverage over them this whole situation situation with nil to some extent could be avoided because now it's like third parties even though now the universities are involved with the third parties controlling the environment and if they would have just embraced student athletes as employees they would have had more leverage over this entire situation. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. You can go back and say, boy, I wish they'd done this or done that. But, yeah, that's uh, there's consequences for actions you take or you don't take. Jeff, appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yep. Bye. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Speaking of FSU and what could happen, Allison Posey, one of our Gator grads, is up in Tallahassee, and she'll tell us about this. And uh, – we will take a break and come back. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. Florida baseball will be back in action tomorrow night as they're set to take on Kentucky in Lexington. The Gators currently sit at 40 and 12. Game time is set for 6.30. In the NBA, the Miami Heat play in Boston tonight as the Eastern Conference Finals officially tip off. Jimmy Butler will look to continue his dominant playoff run and build a 1-0 series lead on the Celtics. The game is set to begin at 8.30. Moving on to the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays continue their three-game series with the New York Mets tonight. 
Josh Fleming will start the mound for the Rays as Tampa looks to take the series. Coverage of the game starts right here at 6.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. The Roadhaver Boys Ranch in Palaka is doing fantastic work helping at-risk young boys get their lives back together. And that's a terrific cause. And this is done through your donations of unwanted or unused vehicles because they take the vehicles, these kids fix them up, they resell them, they learn real-life skills. They learn to turn troubled lives into futures full of promise. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax-deductible. Folks, they help. It really does help a lot to get these kids and their lives straightened out. To find out more, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. The following conversation brought to you by Omega 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9372. OmegaTaxCredits.com. I thought I couldn't get the ERC if I got the PPP loan. Nope. If you're a business owner with five to 500 employees, you might be eligible. I thought it was really difficult to apply for the ERC. Not if you use Omega. See, Omega is an accounting firm that has been around for over 15 years. They are a true accounting firm that will have a fiduciary relationship with you and your business and they don't get paid until you get paid. But I'm sure it takes forever to find out if you're eligible. Again, no. If you call 800-300-9ERC, you could learn if you're a good candidate in less than 10 minutes. I make a call that takes less than 10 minutes, and I can find out if my company is pre-qualified to receive a tax credit up to $26,000 per employee? During the qualifying time frame, yes. I'm checking out OmegaTaxCredits.com right now. This conversation was voiced by actors that belong to a company that has already filed for their ERC. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you. With supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wow, Total Wine really does have everything. I found your favorite bourbon, an awesome vodka, oh, and Ruthie. Uh, Ruthie? That's me. Always happy to help. Honey, Ruthie found that amazing Cabernet you loved. Oh, yeah. That Cabernet was really good. And we have it for the lowest price in town. We've got to get another bottle. So glad we found Ruthie. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. Be 21. 
It's awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. The College World Series, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Coming up. In the next hour, we're going to talk to Long Beach State's softball coach. That's one of the teams Florida's playing in a regional out there. Dick Girardi will preview the Preakness. But right now, Allison Posey, our, one of our Gator grads. She is the sports director at WTXL Television up in Tallahassee. I want to get her thoughts on uh, what's going on at the ACC meetings. Allison, always good to have you, girl. Um FSU's athletic director was really the one who's been the most outspoken here about this. Mm -hmm. And I understand because he wants to compete. But I don't know, you know, short of leaving the league, which I don't think anybody's going to do, is what they're talking about where, you know, if if you're more competitive, you get more money. Is is that where this thing seems to be going? Yeah. First, thanks for having me, Steve. You know, I always love being on your show. I love having you here. Yeah, I mean, Michael Alford's been outspoken about it for months. I mean, he kind of fired a warning shot earlier this year, just calling out the disparities between you know the Big 12, the SEC, and what the ACC is making. And, you know, their contract with ESPN doesn't expire until 2036, which is bananas. Um, <laughs> it but, is. yeah, I mean, it, it's a long time. And it's a long time when you think about the way money changes and stuff. Like, a lot can happen in, in the next 13 years. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the direction they're heading in. I mean, he spoke with the media at ACC, ACC meetings this week, and it's kind of be a reward if you make the college football playoff. They're talking about basketball, how far you go in the tournament. You're going to get a larger share of that, of that pot. Now, whether it makes a huge dent as far as catching up with, again, the SEC, probably not, but – in my honest opinion, I think it's just kind of a Band-Aid for now, and, and you're, we're probably going to see drastic changes, as, as been, has been rumored since last summer, about what's going to ultimately happen with the ACC. But if you can keep them happy for now, again, that kind of puts a Band-Aid on the situation for the moment. Well, I was going to ask you that because, you know, if you just peruse around the Internet, you know, you see mm-hmm. things like uh, where Florida State could end up if they left the SEC, or the ACC. We're Clemson. So are, are you saying that that's a possibility down the road? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything. It's just, again, I don't know if you remember last summer. I remember there was like three days where we were just like constantly hitting refresh. Like yes. On social media, <laughs> on ESPN, like, is this going to break? Is, is Florida State really going to leave? Because a lot of people really thought that Florida State and, and Clemson were going to kind of be the next after – all these teams that kind of departed from their conferences, we thought they were going to be next. And it ended up not happening 
ultimately, my opinion, I think that does happen in the long run because you do have the Florida States, the Clemson. Miami's not going to be kind of down forever. You have these teams that have been really good at football that want to get in these conferences where, where football, for lack of a better term, is king, and that is the SEC. So do they go to the SEC? I have no idea what's going to happen in the future, but I think ultimately that conversation is going to have to be had because they want to be where the big money is, and the big money is not in the ACC. That's true. Um, let me switch to the NIL. It seems like Florida State is doing a pretty good job in mm-hmm. terms of NIL. You're there. Uh, what is your opinion on on NIL and what FSU has done with that in terms of their student-athletes? Yeah, you know, Steve, it's been really fun to watch, and I was one of the people that was kind of on the fence with NIL, and I still think there's a lot of things that have to be figured out. I mean, one of the things that kind of bothers me is that there's not a, a set governing body for it. The NCAA has kind of been hands-off in their approach. You guys kind of figure it out yourself. But Florida State's gonna, done a really good job of creating these collectives, creating these collectives and letting these athletes find their deals and negotiating these deals, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, Kaylee Mudge from the Florida State softball team, you know, spoke in Washington, D.C. I think Trey Burton was there to talk about NIL and just the benefits of it and how, especially these non-revenue sports, how it benefits them. Because we have athletes, again, from basketball, from softball, women's basketball and softball that, that have dealerships, uh, deals with car dealerships and uh, restaurants in town, and it's really kind of cool to see them being able to profit off their name, image, and likeness, which we knew football was going to kind of be the, the big winner with that, but these non-revenue sports, it's been fun to see them make the most of those opportunities. Um, i got to ask about the baseball team, because I don't no. know that anybody, <laughs> Allison, anybody thought no. the year would be as disastrous it's, it, that it, it's been. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say, and I said this when he was there, I didn't think Mike Martin Jr. recruited well. I think mm-hmm. they, they got there from the remnants of what his father had done. But where do you see the program now? How long do you think it'll take to resurrect it? It's going to take a couple of years. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Jr. left this program. The, the cupboard was pretty bare. Uh, there was a lot of things that needed to be done. And, and Link came in and, and tried to pick up some some guys, but it but it obviously wasn't enough. Um, pitching's got to improve, and that's been Florida State's kind of Achilles' heel for a while. They've got to get better. Uh, the bullpen's got to get more deep. It's got to get better. Uh, they have recruited some JUCO guys that I think are going to be able to come in and make a difference next year. Uh, but it's going to take two or three years, and it's like anything. You and I have talked and joked about this before. With any program, you have to be patient. Uh, you can't bring in a new coach and expect a turnaround overnight. It's just not going to happen. You know, it, it would have been great if this team could have turned around and, and made it to Omaha this year in year one, but that's not the case. We know that Link Jarrett is a great coach. He did great things at Notre Dame. Uh, he's a local guy. He's got the town supporting him. You know, there are some people, which is ludicrous, already calling for his head. Yeah. you got to give him time to, to get in, again, change the culture, get this team where it needs to be, get the bats where he needs it to be. But it's been fun watching their practices. I'll tell you this. I remember the first couple practices that we went to, they spend the first hour of practice just working on bunting, which is crazy to me because bunting is such a lost art. I I love it. I love small ball. And, And it's been fun to see them kind of work on those little things. And Link is out there 
throwing ground balls and working the drills. And it's been really fun to see how hands-on he's been, which has been a little bit different than in years past. Um, and I think, again, a couple years, this program will get back on the right track. Link is the guy. You've just got to give him some time. I got a minute left. Uh, speaking of culture, uh, every preseason thing I've seen has predicted good things for Florida State. Has he turned it around now to where this program do you think will be, you know, back to where FSU, you know, used to be in some form? You're talking about football? Yes. 100%. I think so. And I've, again, I've talked to, to you about this before. We gave. Mike Norvell a couple years, and look where this program program is. I mean, they're probably going to be a top-ten team heading into this season. They just released that game time with LSU, prime time, Labor Day weekend in Orlando. Uh, the hype is here. The guys have bought in. The culture is complete 180 than it was a couple years ago. Uh, I'm excited, and it's been a long time since I've been like, yes, football season. <laughs> Let's go. Let's see how far we can take this. And the fan base is feeling it, too. I mean, you can, it's just a different era around Tallahassee, and it's been really, really fun to witness. I appreciate always you taking time to come by, Allison. Thank you, and we'll see how things progress with Florida State. And obviously, when something happens, we will talk to you about it. So always appreciate you, girl. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yep, thank you. Allison Posey has done a terrific job, and she is the sports director at WTXL in Tallahassee. That's our first hour. Much more to come in Hour 2. Stay with us. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WTF51CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hi, Frankie Lane here from Lane's Yardware in Williston. Gravely zero-turn mowers identify as powerful, dependable, and tough, just like me. Don't put up with the imposters. Buy an American-made Gravely zero-turn mower from our team of experts at Lane's Yardware. We are fully stocked and ready to make deals. We always offer discounts for all military veterans. Come see us at Lane's Yardware on Main Street, downtown Williston, and on the web at lanesyardware.com. Keeping America great, one yard at a time. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that 
Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change, too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Appreciate your time, and I know you're busy, and I always appreciate you taking time to listen to Sports Scene weekdays, noon to 2, as Jose Tovar is producing today. And uh, we got a lot of things and a lot of ground to cover here in our second hour. And it's going to begin uh, by talking to Long Beach State softball coach Kim Souter, her team, one of those teams in the Stanford Regional, uh, as uh, that'll take place this weekend. Coach, it's good to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me. Coach, let's talk about if, if, a, if somebody's not seen your team play, obviously on the West Coast and you, we being here, uh, give us a thumbnail how the season has gone for you. Has it met expectation? Just an overall, you know, 50,000-foot view of your of your team. Yeah, I think um, we definitely uh, have progressed, which is, is what you hope for um, from the beginning of the season until the end. And I feel like uh, we're playing our best softball at this point in the season, which is, which is great. Um, we have a pretty young team, a lot of new players, um, just in new positions, new leadership, and I think it just took us a while, you know, to kind of settle in and kind of figure out who we who we are, and to you know get get a, a consist, somewhat consistent lineup. Um, I think you know the first three or four weeks of of our season, you know, it, it, the lineup changed quite a bit and uh, just offensively, defensively, everything. So um took a while, but I think probably the third or fourth weekend we started to uh, just come together as a team, find our leadership, um, and uh, just have, have done just a great job. And um, I, I think our team is, you know, is, is led by our pitchers, um, definitely. Um, pitching um, has, has been a real strong point for us. And pitching and defense, I would say that's, that's our strength, no doubt about it. And uh, we're, we're finding a way offensively to, to put runs on the board. We have some good speed. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just uh, – finished up with an exciting conference championship there at the end so we're uh we're excited to you know continue to play in the postseason you have used a lot of different arms in the circle this year 
Uh, has there been you know a, a number one, so to speak, who who'll go for you in game one? Um, yeah, Shannon Haddad has uh, has kind of stepped into that role. Um, but you know we we have had we have I feel like two or three you know that could be number ones, and uh, you know it's it's tough decisions. It's good when it's a a tough decision, you know, to make on who's going to throw that that big game. So, but uh, Shannon Haddad definitely has has led the way, and uh, we just we have a lot of a lot of really competitive arms, um, and I feel like our our staff is fresh because of it. When you look at your team, not a lot of home runs. So, do you? But you do have a lot of stolen bases. Do you try to sort of, you know, manufacture runs offensively? What do you What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, we do. We actually I, I broke the stolen base record as a team this season, and uh, we we have good speed and uh, we're aggressive and on the bases and like to like to make things happen and just trying to have good at bats, pass the bat. You know, we don't have. Uh, like you said, the the big power uh, numbers this year. So we've we've had to find ways to you know manufacture runs. Kim, a lot of times I don't care if it's softball or baseball, and, and I understand why fans do it. They look at you know pitching, they look at uh, how you hit, but defense is also important. Are you a good defensive team in your view? We are. We are really really solid defensively. In fact, I mean it. This past weekend, with with the conference on the line, um, it it really stood out that our defense was, you know, the difference maker. I mean, it's it's like every time they they had good contact or really, you know, started to look like they were going to do something, our our defense was able to shut it down with just really solid solid defense. And um, you know, it's our whole infield, well, minus second base, is is new this year so it took took a little while but we knew we knew what kind of potential we had so um defensively and i think you know it everyone's kind of settled in a little bit our guest kim souter softball coach at long beach state they're getting set to play in the stanford regional along with florida coach sometimes when a season starts uh there's a player that you know maybe you weren't counting on or or a, a surprise player that sort of came out of nowhere has there been a player or two like that for you? Did a player surprise you with their productivity over the course of the year? Um, I think you know. I, I guess one of our one our freshmen, uh, Michaela Median, um, she's uh, she's kind of stepped into the three spot in our lineup um, offensively and uh, really really come through for us with you know, a lot of clutch, clutch hits. And, uh, you know, as, as freshmen, you have no idea, you know, how, how the game's going to transfer over at this level. So, um, she's, she's certainly been, been a, you know, a great surprise. And our other freshman at shortstop defensively is just, uh, really transitioned well and, and hasn't played like a freshman at that position. That's a tough position at this level to come in and as a freshman and be as consistent as she's been. Um, yeah, I would say those are the two that I, you know, wasn't sure and, and really have stepped up. And, and the other ones, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, I I thought they could do what uh, what they've done. So, 
I do have a last question. Um, with all the video there is now uh, because of SEC Network and other networks, um, how do you is there a video? How do you prepare in a regional to look at the other teams and you know maybe you played them, but how do you prepare for that? And how much video do you get a chance to use to prepare? Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, there's there's video everywhere, and and we watch you know um, quite a bit of it um, as a team. We kind of you know just watch uh, opposing pitchers and kind of break down and 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 develop a little bit of a game plan um going in um but more than anything we we like to stick to our game plan and and be long beach state and do what you know do what we do and stick to our strengths we don't want to you know alter too much uh to to how another team plays so um i think you know we're we've prepared all year to to be able to you know, uh, just play good softball. And, uh, so yeah, it definitely, definitely we watch film, um, and, uh, you know, use that, um, like, like everybody does. Did I see it, it is, is the nickname the beach now? Yeah, we, yeah, we just kind of have, have gone by <laughs> with the beach for, uh, quite a while. I don't even know. It's been uh, over 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, that uh, President Maxson uh, brought that in, and uh, it just kind of stuck. Yeah, okay. I wanted to make sure I was right. So. Uh, Kim, I appreciate your time. I wish you luck in the regional. Thank you for talking to Gainesville. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You got it, Coach. Kim Souter uh, from Long Beach. Yeah, they actually are the dirtbags in baseball, but I don't think they wanted to be known as that, so they became the beach, and that's kind of what their uh, nickname is. Uh, all right, coming up uh, in this hour, Dick Girardi is going to preview the second leg of the Triple Crown, the previous, and I'm going to also ask him about what's happening at the Kentucky Derby and horse racing in general. It, it was not a good lead-up to the Derby at all. You know, horses being 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 killed, and it, it the, the sport has taken a hit, I think. Maybe Dick would not agree. Uh, we're going to delve into that a little bit. And then... Uh, one of our Gator grads, Mark Whiteman, who covers Clemson, is going to join us next to have a conversation that's similar to the one I have with Allison in terms of what Clemson's looking at, you know, with the ACC uh, and all of that. So that's what's going to come up here. Uh, there will be uh, one segment that we can get uh, your calls, questions, and comments in. Don't forget, tomorrow we have an abbreviated show as long as the weather cooperates because the Rays will play the slumping, struggling, uh, underachieving New York Mets. Uh, and we'll be on the air tomorrow with at, with that game at uh, 1230. So we'll have a very abbreviated uh, sports scene tomorrow. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. The Tampa Bay Rays continue their three-game series with the New York Mets tonight. Josh Fleming will start on the mound for the Rays as Tampa looks to take the series. Coverage of the game starts right here at 6.30. In the NBA, the Miami Heat play in Boston tonight as the Eastern Conference Finals tip off. Jimmy Butler will look to continue his dominant playoff run and build a 1-0 series lead on the Celtics. The game is set to begin at 8.30.
Florida baseball will be back in action tomorrow night as they're set to take on Kentucky in Lexington. The Gators currently sit at 40 and 12. However, they're 9 and 6 on the road. Game time is set for 6:30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. You know, there's a great place that I've done my banking for a long time, and it's a place that I'm talking to specifically for Florida healthcare workers. And it's my healthcare federal credit union. That's right. And they make it very easy for you to get great things. For example, vacation, family adventure. Well, you can make it a reality because my healthcare federal credit union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, power sport vehicles, just about any type of vehicle like this. If you already own one, you can refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99%. You might also qualify for a gas card that's worth up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families right here in Gainesville. To find out more, very simply visit myhcfcu.org. That's my hcfcu.org you'll be glad you did oh yeah you can feel it the hot florida summer's upon us and where do you feel it the worst well in your vehicle of course unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of ac if the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool take a ride and visit my friends at dave mays automotive and of course ac isn't all they do they can take care of your whole car from brakes tires even engines and transmission work and my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic after all there's a reason they've been in business since 1975 take it from me steve russell there's no place else i trust my vehicle to located at 2905 northeast 19th drive and online at davemaysautomotive.com Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. The following conversation brought to you by Omega 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9372. OmegaTaxCredits.com. I thought I couldn't get the ERC if I got the PPP loan. Nope. If you're a business owner with five to 500 employees, you might be eligible. I thought it was really difficult to apply for the ERC. Not if you use Omega. See, Omega is an accounting firm that has been around for over 15 years. They are a true accounting firm that will have a fiduciary relationship with you and your business 
And they don't get paid until you get paid. But I'm sure it takes forever to find out if you're eligible. Again, no. If you call 800-300-9ERC, you could learn if you're a good candidate in less than 10 minutes. I make a call that takes less than 10 minutes, and I can find out if my company is pre-qualified to receive a tax credit up to $26,000 per employee? During the qualifying time frame, yes. I'm checking out OmegaTaxCredits.com right now. This conversation was voiced by actors that belong to a company that has already filed for their ERC. You've heard CEO Howard Mackler of Innovation Refunds and GetRefunds.com explain how he's helped so many small businesses with the ERC tax refunds. In fact, Innovation Refunds has already completed over 17,000 returns for many kinds of businesses just like yours. Construction, retail, restaurants, bars, hotels, and so many more. Government data experts have estimated that 86% of small businesses were likely eligible to receive an ERC tax credit. The challenge is cutting through all the red tape to get your money. Innovation Refunds has specialized tax attorneys who are experienced in government application tax returns. Going to take you about eight minutes to start the process. You have to go to GetRefunds.com. No upfront charge. They don't get paid until you get paid. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds. GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today. That's GetRefunds.com. Good luck. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. We will preview the Preakness with Dick Girardi coming up a little bit later. But as I did with Allison Posey earlier, it's always great to get Gator grads uh, back on the program. We've gone through our uh, program here, and that is my next guest. He is Mark Whiteman. He is sports director at WYFF Television. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about Clemson today and this whole thing at the ACC meetings. Whiteman, good to talk to you, man. How are you? Hey, Steve, I'm well. Thanks for having me on, man. You got it. Um, I'm going to ask you some of the same things I asked Allison because I understand, you know, if you're in the ACC with this grant of rights deal that I don't know who in the world in this world we live in now would sign a deal for that length of time, but a lot of saber rattling, you know, about what to do. The latest thing I have seen is that they're talking about giving more money to programs that excel better in the league. Is that your understanding of this? Yeah, and that's kind of been something even going back to Dan Radakovich, who's now the AD at Miami. When he was the AD at Clemson, that was an idea that he was he was kicking around. And it didn't seem like maybe then when Clemson was at the top of the tower, so to speak, that there was a, a lot of reception to that idea. But as time has gone on, I think a lot more teams are starting to come around to that. Of course, the ACC now getting rid of divisions. So for the first time in a long time, you can theoretically have the two best teams playing for an ACC championship at the end of the year. Then you factor in the college football playoff expanding as well. There is an appetite there for the top tier of teams in the conference to say, hey, yeah, look, this is our media deal. This is how it's currently constructed. We're not going to get up into the top two media deals with the SEC 
and the Big Ten, but we sure don't want to fall to four. And any way that we can close the gap in terms of revenue, we need to explore that because the ACC wants to hold on to Clemson. They want to hold on to Florida State and the big brand programs in the league. And so appeasing these top-tier teams that say, hey, we've made a lot of money for these other teams in the conference year in and year out. Why aren't they holding up the end of the bargain? Can we divide it a little bit more unevenly and reward the teams that have the most success? That way we can try and close that gap with the Big Ten teams and the SEC teams. So that's that's where things seem to be trending. Um, of course, the Florida State Athletic Director, Michael Alford, has been one of the most vocal proponents of it so far, and it seems like there's a lot of optimism for it to move that direction. Mark, I, you know, I, I use the term saber-rattling here. Um, there's no – well, there's always a chance, but, I mean, this talk about – you know, Clemson leaving or Florida State leaving, that's not reality, is it? You know, I'm sure I, they have, there have been explorations, sure. Um, but when you look at the grant of rights, it's, it's ironclad. Jim Phillips said today, we have invited all our teams to look at it. Um, and it's not a warning sign. It's not a warning signal. Um, these teams have, have looked to see, explore all their options. Um, but the way it's, it stands right now, no one has really considered to an extent that it's gotten to the point we need to get to to challenge the legality of it. Um, so is that something that happens down the road when we get a little bit closer to that 2036 end of the grant of rights? Maybe. Is it something that some of these teams start to get antsy about in the near future? Yeah, that's absolutely a possibility as well. What the ACC wants to do right now in my mind, is appease the top-tier teams in the conference the best they can so that Clemson can compete financially with an SEC team or a Big Ten team, and the same for every team in the conference as well. So I, Clemson leaving tomorrow for the SEC, probably not happening. This <laughs> grant of rights really does seem to be bolting them down to a place where they are committed to the ACC. Maybe some of that rumor mongering earlier this week might have been a little bit overstated, but um, I, I know there has been interest, uh, certainly, but it doesn't seem like it's something that's going to be happening anytime soon. Let me ask about, you know, it's funny, when I had Allison here, uh, we were talking about the sudden demise of the FSU baseball program. Let's flip that. You know, Clemson baseball is on a renaissance yeah. here. Did you expect that? Awesome. No, I, I mean, even going back to the middle of the season, I don't think anyone expected it. Um, you thought that it was going to be a couple years to really get Eric Backage's guys in here and start to build the program. But Monty Lee, the former head coach, recruited well, particularly hitters. Did a wonderful job uh, recruiting hitters. And what Backage did when he got the Clemson job is he went out and poached FSU's pitching coach, Jimmy Bellinger. And he has been outstanding for this Clemson baseball pitching staff. What they have done is solidified their rotation. They've found some help on the back end. The bullpen has been excellent. Their closer, Ryan Ammons, is one of the best relievers in the ACC. It was actually their opening day starter, their Friday night starter, got injured a few weeks into the season, had been the closer previously. They shifted him back to the bullpen when he got healthy again, and he's helped solidify the back end of the the bullpen, but it, it has started with pitching. They've chopped their ERA in half. Um, they got swept by Wake Forest in early April. They were 16 and 13 overall, 
two and seven in the ACC. And since then, they have won 20 of their last 24 games, six straight ACC series. Um, they solidified the pitching rotation. They inserted a, a, uh, a hitter into the middle of the lineup who was used very rarely over the course of the first few weeks of the season, Billy Amick, who has become their their run producer, one of their big power bats, has been an excellent stabilizing force in the middle of their lineup, and and they totally flipped the switch. Eric Backage can really, really coach baseball, and and this team went from saying, man, oh man, are they going to get into the NCAA tournament about you know a month and a half ago to they look like a, a lock to host the regional, and if they take care of UNC this weekend, we could be talking about a top eight seed, which is just a miraculous turnaround for this baseball team. All right, I'm going to end with this, and I just got an email, and I don't understand it, uh, but maybe you can understand it. Uh, John says, ask Mark to speak about the difference in money between the top basketball team in ACC, Duke, North Carolina, versus an average ACC football revenue, like, say, NC State. How do they compare in money brought in? Is football just so much higher that Duke can complain they bring in a bunch of basketball money, so ignore their football money. I don't know that I understand that, but maybe you do. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know if I could give you a, a fair answer on that. That is a pretty complex question. Certainly something I could dig into, but not something I, I really could conceive of giving you on the fly here right now. Um, I think the big part of it, from what I understand, is that even with basketball, Football still generates, you know, around 70, 75%, 80% of the total Power 5 revenue. Um, so it is still football is king, even with those high-end, you know, college basketball programs. Um, so, yeah, I can't give you a better answer than that. Nope. But I do know that um, what the ACC is expecting in terms of annual revenue from football is about $40 million. And when they're looking at the gap between the Big Ten teams and the SEC teams, and with this new Big Ten revenue deal, these teams are expected to make about $70 million. So it's a $30 million gap these ACC teams are trying to, to close, and I'm not sure how much basketball does to help close that, but we're just, in this strict sense, viewing what these schools are generating from football profits. And that's where, I mean, that's where all the money lies. That's where the rub lies in terms of these ACC games trying to close that gap any which way. Uh, tell folks where you're working now. How long you been there? Yeah. Uh, we moved to Greenville, South Carolina in September of 2019, shortly before the pandemic. So I've been here just about four years. I've uh, covered four seasons of of uh, college football here, been to a national championship, been to a couple national championship games. We do a little bit of Georgia Bulldogs coverage as well, which I'm sure I know your <laughs> listeners probably don't appreciate all that much. Um, we, we also cover South Carolina, and certainly what Shane Beamer's been able to accomplish is starting to, to get up on the rise. But, man, oh, man, we're excited to be talking about some college baseball tournaments time and, and we got ncaa softball here in town this weekend as well so it, it is a busy time it is a great time of year and i'm looking forward to these next few weeks oh always good to talk to you again mark thanks for taking the time yeah it's pleasure as always steve thank you for having me on you got it that is mark whiteman uh one of our gator grads uh at wyff television in greenville 128 time check brought to you by hayes Jillery. dick girardi will preview the preakness next espn 98 1 fm 850 a.m wruf from the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, 
ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Non-private wealth LLC investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss. And there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Meldon Law, we won't back down. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, a mix of sun and clouds, hot and humid yet again. Highs in the upper 80s, heat indices in the lower 90s. Sea breeze showers should start off near the nature coast. And again, like yesterday, they'll move inland and east toward the Atlantic coast throughout the evening. A few more storms compared to yesterday. Hardly cloudy skies tonight. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning. Lows in the upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. 
Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Did you hear James Harden afterwards where he talked about his relationship with Doc Rivers? Like, how's your uh, relationship? Oh, it's okay. And this isn't all on Joel Embiid. There's enough blame to go around. And Doc Rivers is the worst Game 7 coach in NBA history. And if that's not an opinion, that's a fact. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry, we have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Second leg of horse racing's Triple Crown coming up. And that is the Preakness. And here to talk about it, as he has for years, is my friend Dick Girardi. He comes to you courtesy of betonline.ag. You can check out BetOnline for the most up-to-date odds and props on the Preakness Stakes. Dick, welcome. I, I, I want to go back to the Kentucky Derby. And I hope this is a fair question because it's, it's going to sound like I'm I'm knocking the sport, and I'm not. But some of the publicity around the Kentucky Derby with the horses and what happened was not good. Uh, and it, I think it at least put a little bit of a cloud over the race. As you look at the sport right now overall, you covered it a long time. What do you see? Look, Derby Week was a, a PR disaster, Steve, I mean, yeah. there's really no way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, if you're being realistic, you yep. for somebody like me who loves the game, but when you're discussing um, horses that have to be euthanized because of injuries around the racetrack uh, during races or workouts, it's, it, there's no way it could possibly be good. So I think there were more stories about that than about the Derby winner, and I get it. I mean, I do understand. Um, and there were also two horses that in the care of one trainer um, that ran and then just mysteriously collapsed and died. They haven't come up with a reason yet. So, sure, when that happens, uh, that's going to be a problem. As far as the state of the sport, that's the, that's the biggest outside the horse racing issue. Uh, uh, look, I mean, there, were, there was a lot of dog tracks in Florida at one time, and now there's none. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, right? I yes. Mean, so anybody that thinks they're immune from – um, a, a lot, a lot of animal rights advocates are wrong. Uh, I would say this from somebody who's inside the sport. I think, I think the animals are really well cared for. I, I think these incidents do happen on occasion. They're thousand pound animals with these really tiny legs that run real fast. So sometimes they get hurt. And unfortunately, they're not like us where you can say, Hey, look, your leg is, you know, we can fix your leg. But you got to you got to lay in bed for a month. Uh, it just we would do that, right? But the animals can't do that. And at some point, a decision as often has to be made about whether they can live a, a decent life or not. So it, it's the hardest part of the sport. I get it. It's a it's a more than fair question, and I hope I went some way and tried to answer. It. You did. Uh, let's talk about the race itself. You had a, a long shot Derby winner who's in this race now. Uh, Give me the odds uh, for a double win. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Mage was fifteen to one uh, two weeks ago, Steve, in the Derby, and now on the on the Bet Online, uh, he's seven to five. Uh, so that's what's changed in just two weeks. I mean that was a twenty horse field. He was the uh, Florida Derby runner up. 
but he's only won one race at that point. Uh, but now he's the Derby winner, so it's a, it's a lot different. And interestingly, for the first time since 1969, when we went to this uh, present format of Derby, two weeks later the Preakness, three weeks later the Belmont, Mage is the only horse to run in the Kentucky Derby back in the Preakness. Uh, so it's just kind of how the sport has changed. Horses don't run that often as, as much as they used to. So that's why Mage has gone from, as you said, a long shot to the, now the favorite. With Bob Baffert back uh, after missing last year due to the, the uh, suspension, you know his horses obviously have done very well. Will they be a factor in your view in this race? I don't think there's any question. Uh, Baffert trains National Treasure, uh, who's number one, uh, who's actually my pick in the race, not just because Baffert is back, but that's certainly relevant. I mean, he's won more preaknesses than anybody, uh, so he does know how to win the race. Uh, I think the horse has a little bit of advantage, Steve. He's got the inside post position, and there's very little other early speed in the race. I expect him to go right to the front and see if he can go all the way. Mage, again, is the horse to beat. I think first mission is solid. I would think one of those three is going to win. Uh, but, yeah, I'm leaning toward national treasure. And, yeah, it's nice to have uh, – look, Baffert served his time. That's how it works in this sport. And, and now he's back, and certainly he's the most recognizable name in the game. Um, am I wrong here in terms of the lack of horses in this field? It, it's – I mean, it's – I don't know if it's historically small, but it's really small. Yeah, it, it, you're right, Steve. It, it, you're not wrong. Uh, it, we went from – well, it would have been 20 in the Derby until we had a bunch of scratches at the end. We had 18. So you go from 18 to 8, you lost a 1, right? You lost 10 of the horses. So, yeah, it's it's unusually small. I mean, you can go way, way back in the day. Like, this is the 50th anniversary of Secretariat's Preakness, and there was only five in that race. I didn't know that. Uh, that really? Yeah, yeah. And that, was, that had a lot to do with Secretariat. People just say, oh, we're not going to be able to beat this horse, so why, why even bother? <laughs> that, isn't, that isn't really the case with Mage. I mean, it's, look, he deserves to be the favorite. He was terrific in the Derby, but he doesn't have that aura that like a horse like Secretariat had. Cause he, he's only run four times, and he's got two wins. Now, if he wins this race and goes to Belmont Park in three weeks, then you and I are having a different conversation, obviously. Um, you know, I, Again, if Mage does win, you, you're right. The conversation is different in a couple of weeks. Um where these horses are, I guess there's no dominant horse in the field. You know, you, you see a lot of other races besides the, the, the major races. Do you see a horse coming up that maybe is triple crown worthy or, you know, might make noise down the road? Yeah, I'll give you a horse who's not even in the series, and he made his name. There's actually two of them. Both of them, interestingly enough, are trained by Baffert. Uh, one is Cave Rock, who hasn't raced yet in 2023, and the other, who I think may be the most talented three-year-old in the country, is a horse called Arabian Night, uh, also trained by Baffert on the West Coast. Now, he has some kind of illness-slash-injury problems. That's why uh, both of them have not yet started, but in the back half of the year, you know, after the Triple Crown is over and they start running races like the, the Haskell at Monmouth and the Travers at Saratoga, the Pennsylvania Derby, and, the, and eventually the Breeders' Cup at it, Santa Anita, those are potentially names uh, people could be hearing about. Last question for you. Um, I, take aside what happened at the Kentucky Derby. Sometimes injuries in any sport can be cyclical. You know, there can be a rash of them and then, you know, none for a while. Do you think now there are more injuries to horses in the sport than before? And if so, why do you think that is? 
Yeah, it, it's another great question, Steve. Um, it's hard to quantify it from years and years ago because nobody kept that data, uh, right? It would be more just like anecdotal. But they've been keeping a real good database over the last 10, 15, 20 years. And the number of incidents, injuries, and, and horses having, uh, sadly, to be euthanized is down pretty dramatically in the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, the industry's actually done a pretty good job of getting safer racing surfaces, doing a lot of pre-race testing. Remember, the Derby favorite got scratched the day before the Derby because they did a pre-race, or the day of the Derby, because they did a pre-race test and just said, hey, uh, you know, we don't like how this horse is moving. That would not have happened 15 or 20 years ago. So, the, and, the, and the databases all show that the incidents um, per, say, a 1,000 races are down. Uh, they're not zero, and they're never going to be zero. Uh, but they but they are down, and I do think what happened at Churchill Downs, and I think there needs to be, you need to look at the track surface. Was there any commonality among these horses that got injured? Uh, were they in a barn? You know, what, what similar barn? What what happened? And maybe there's none. Uh, but that's something because that was that's something to be looked at. But that was an unusual number in a very very short amount of time at one racetrack. Last question: Weather? Uh, what's the what's the outlook? I think so. I haven't seen anything that suggests we're we're not we're not going to have any problem we're not going to have any problems uh, on Saturday. It looks to me like it should be a, a nice day on Saturday at Pimlico, and uh, we'll get to run the second leg of the Triple Crown like we did at first. No no wet tracks, no rain. Okay. Always appreciate you being here, Dick. Thank you. You got it. Thanks so much, Dick. Yep. Dick Girardi knows his stuff, and you know what? As somebody who loves the sport like he does, and he's covered it for as long as he has. Um, I really appreciated his answer because, look, I, I'm not somebody who follows horse racing very much, but it was appalling to me to see what happened Derby Week. Appalling. And just, but at least he addressed it head on. And, you know, he said it, it wasn't a good look and it was not. And you hope. Um, that can get straightened out. And once again, only eight horses in this field. And that I think that's the lowest number in a long time uh, for one of horse racing's uh, Triple Crown events. 143, time check brought to you by Hey Shuddery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. Florida baseball will be back in action tomorrow night as they're set to take on Kentucky in Lexington. The Gators currently sit at 40-12. Game time is set for 6.30. In the NBA, the Miami Heat play in Boston tonight as the Eastern Conference Finals officially tip off. Jimmy Butler will look to continue his dominant playoff run and build a 1-0 series lead on the Celtics. The game is set to begin at 8.30. Moving on to the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays continue their three-game series with the New York Mets tonight. Josh Fleming will start the mound for the Rays as Tampa looks to take the series. Coverage of the game starts right here at 6.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. 
I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Steven says many people took South Carolina women's basketball team versus the field of the NCAA tournament. They didn't even make the final. Would you take Oklahoma softball or the field? I said it then. I'll say it again. I take the field. Every time. Every time. There's usually an upset of some kind, and that's why I would take the field. Rob, hello. 
Hey, Steve. A question I would have liked to ask the uh, gentleman commenting on horse racing is the following. Over the last 60, 70 years, if you look at the times of the horses winning the races, their times haven't increased over the years, which I find odd because if you look at, you know, humans and all the sports, you know, advances, and even in sports racing uh, with all the nutrition for the horses, if you look at the times, uh, they haven't they haven't improved at all. And I, I just... I just find that interesting. Some people say that the horse can't evolve anymore, but um, I don't know. But it's it's interesting. I'll hang up and it is okay. interesting. Thing. All right. You. Yep, Rob. Thank you. Um, honestly, I never took a look at that. And if I'll take you what you're saying at face value, um, it is interesting because you're right. Nutrition, you know, things of that nature, um, and look what's happened. For example, just in like a, a sport like NHRA. Look at how fast and look what technology has done in terms of getting their ETs down and all that. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, Andrew says, you're spot on with the ACC stuff. He likes uh, the pro football focus guest. Can the SEC trade Vandy for FSU or Clemson? You ever wonder why they're in it? They seem to reap the SEC dollars. Not sure if they or if a couple of other teams will ever get in. If we go back and realize how powerful the SEC would become, I think Clemson, FSU, Miami will all join in 2036 because if they don't get what they want, they're bailing. They might put a temporary Band-Aid for the time being. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Just wanted to call and say thanks for the uh, pregnancy coverage. Okay. I think Dick uh, left one horse out, though. I do think we'll see Forte as the uh, year continues. I don't know if for the Belmont, but Haskell or up to Saratoga, I'd say – not, don't know anything, and there's a lot of money in breeding, of course. It's in the industry, not just a sport. But I would think at some point we'll probably see Forte. Okay. But that would be the Derby uh, pre-morning uh, line favorite. Okay. Hey, uh, so we've got an expansion question for you. We're going into the slow season here. I know it's kind of tough to run a sports show or this time of year, of course. But um, we're starting to hear the drums beating from the ACC, going back to your guest before last. Um that's been coming, too, about TV money and them griping about that, Florida State and stuff. Could we see another summer eruption? A lot of times these things catch us out of the cold. We don't see it coming. No. I I don't see it coming at all. Um, because I think the league, you know, the powers that be in the league are going to do everything they can to keep the league together. And I think what the ADs want it, this is my opinion, what the ADs want to see in the short term, at least, is something that would help bridge the gap. And I know the schools that don't perform, you know, the, the idea is if we perform better, we should get more of the pie. And I think that's Clemson, Florida State, you know, schools like that. Now, the other schools that don't, will they like it? No, but I think in the short term, that's what the FSUs and the Clemsons are looking for. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way five, ten years from now. But in the short term, I think it keeps them in the league. Hey, last thing for you, Steve, off that. We got totally blindsided by Texas and Oklahoma. I don't know if it was at Destin last year or SEC tournament. That caught everybody completely off guard. Um, look at hindsight being 2020. I don't know what Missouri brings to the league. Being a little closer to the Carolinas, I've always thought the SEC should look hard at NC State, maybe even Virginia Tech. Those are southern states, and the SEC has no presence. But I'll leave you with this, Steve. You know, a lot of these – 
schools in the conference have uh, members in state. Alabama has Auburn. Texas has Texas A&M now. Uh, Tennessee has Vanderbilt, blah, blah, blah. I think it's time to look at Florida State and Clemson coming to the SEC. I think most people think there's kind of an unwritten nod that Florida doesn't want that to happen. But I think it'd be good for the SEC to uh, look at hard at Florida State and Clemson this summer. And I think it'd be a shame to see them wind up in the Big Ten. Uh, I don't know if they'd be in the Big Ten because, again, I think you're taking you know, a big leap. Uh, I don't know that anything's going to change today. But you're right. Uh, it was the best-kept secret in the free world, Mike, when Texas and Oklahoma came here. Nobody knew it. Nobody. So could that happen, you know, somewhere down the road again? It could. I just don't get the sense it's going to be anytime soon. Well, you know, I'll leave it this, Stephen. Uh, Miami and Florida State, um, they get, the Big Ten gets more money out of their TV deals, those schools do, than the SEC schools do out of the SEC TV deal, and TV drives everything. The worry is Florida State and Miami get frustrated and give a big middle finger to Sankey. I mean, the Dolphins play all those up up uh, northeastern teams. Don't think you could see the Big Ten in Florida. Hang in there. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, William says, to hit the Morant topic from yesterday, it's simple. The best-case scenario assumes all the guns were legal, correct documentation, et cetera, indicates he lacks awareness and intelligence in his current situation. The worst case, he committed crimes. Neither are what you want from your star player. This isn't meant to be a political comment, but the NBA is anti-gun. Popovich went on a long spill a few months ago, basically all but saying guns should be banned in society. Silver's recent actions confirm that viewpoint at the executive level. In the ACC, there is zero chance FSU and Clemson get into the SEC. Neither provide any value to the SEC. If you notice, well, but let me ask this, okay? The only value that Missouri brings to the SEC is what? A, a, a St. Louis area market, right? And is that enough? Oklahoma and Texas certainly have name value. And I understand if you're looking at, you know, Clemson being in a small place, you know, Tallahassee not being a, a mega uh, media center. I get it. But I think it's, it's wrong to totally judge that based on the size of the market. But he says uh, when the SEC expanded, it's been for one of two things. Historically, great programs with a lot of money or a market the league is currently not in, or both. And again, Missouri hasn't been historically great. But it's in a different market. And that's why, if you go by that point of view, then if you're going to go poach the ACC, go to Carolina. Go to Virginia. That's a market that you are currently not in. Um, But we'll see um, what will happen here down the road. BB says... If a school wanted the almost guaranteed Final Four men's basketball team almost every year, school would just have to recruit a couple of billionaires, corporations, or cumulative investors to donate money to sign the seven top never registered for college amateur basketball players in the world at a price of 5 to $8 million per player, along with paying a proven coach $11 million for a total yearly sum in the $50 million range. Grossly unrealistic, fair, ethical, in the spirit of college competition, and it gets lost in translation. Um, I think that's extreme, but I get the point. To, for anybody to think that NIL is not going to be some kind of factor in terms of 
you know, recruitment of people, of athletes, uh, I think would be grossly wrong. It, it's going to be. But I guess the question now becomes, is it regulated? How far does it go? You know, all of that. I think that's that kind of remains to be seen. Two last emails here. Uh, Joe says, love your guests. Uh, love your interviews. You do a really, really good job with that and get the most out of the guests. That's what I most enjoy about the show because it's good to hear people with expertise and you get the expertise out of them. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, I really enjoy doing that a lot. I enjoy doing interviews. Um, I learn a lot from doing the interviews myself. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to have another one of the softball coaches in the regional that Florida's in, uh, for example. So, and having a guy like Dick Girardi here who knows <laughs> way more about horse racing than I do, it's a great resource, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Tom is the final emailer, and he says, uh, Steve, will you give your softball prediction as well as a baseball prediction? Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, obviously, tomorrow we have a, an abbreviated program because of uh, Ray's baseball with the Mets. That'll be at 1230. You will hear tomorrow from uh, Taria Flowers, who was the softball coach at Loyola Marymount. And we're still hoping to get Stanford's coach on. Uh, she was supposed to come on today, but had something come up and she couldn't do it. And hopefully we can sneak her on tomorrow uh, before we go off the air for Ray's baseball. Uh, but today, my goodness, a long list of people to thank for being here. I uh, hope you got a chance to hear on deck today our baseball softball show. Uh, and then uh, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus was here. Allison Posey, sports director at WTXL, Gator grad up in Tallahassee, talking about the ACC from an FSU perspective. Also, Mark Whiteman, uh, sports director at WYFF up in South Carolina, talking about ACC from the Clemson perspective. Kim Souter, the softball coach at Long Beach State, one of the teams Florida plays in that regional. And, of course, Dick Girardi talking about the uh, uh, Preakness and to lead off the show, Darren Hedrick, the play-by-play voice of the Kentucky Wildcat baseball team. All of those folks, a pleasure to have here, and a big thank you for them being here uh, as well. And we thank you for being here as well, and thanks to Jose for producing the program today. That'll do it. We thank you for tuning in. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. See you tomorrow.